increase our faith. Uh, when I was a, a, a child growing up, um, we had, a, we had um, chores. Each, everyone in the house had chores. And you can imagine a house full of 12 children. Uh, there was a lot of work to happen. And so the chores were divided out. And on top of that, we, had a, um, we ran a bed and breakfast house with nine uh, guest rooms. So any one uh, day, certainly during the summertime, we would have 20 plus guests in the house, each of them requiring uh, breakfast and then their rooms would need to be cleaned. So um, we, we call them charges, not, charge, not chores, charges, because if you're in charge of that or you're in charge of that. So, um, so I, uh, I had Mondays, and I always remember my charge was Monday. I always felt I had the, the short end of the stick, you know, of course, you know. You know, because, um, well, at least this is how I remember it, right? Um, Viv might disagree, but... Um, <laughs> but it, it was that because in the weekend, you know, they, all the pots and pans would be used. So on the Saturday was a big meal, Sunday was the biggest meal. But not everything would be finished. There would be lots of leftover pots and pans. So I would do half a Sunday as well as all a Monday. I always felt that was unfair, but being the youngest, you, you, have, no, you have really no say in it, Right. <laughs> But anyway, but the point was that like, I didn't realize um, until much later in life how important those chores were um, and how they formed me as a young man uh, and, and really largely formed me even uh, today uh, in so many ways. Like, because, I mean, we all understood there was nobody who got away with not having chores. I mean, everybody did the chores. But at the end of doing the chores, like on Monday night, nobody went, oh, look, Brendan did his chores. Let's give him a round of applause. Well done, Brendan. You did your chores. No, we didn't get any. And we most certainly didn't get paid to do our chores. There was no participation award here. Right? There was no little merit saying, good job, Brendan. Because everyone did their part. Right? And it was just understood, this is what you did. Uh, This is your part in the greater in the greater part of the household. Um, now, I know I don't want to get into the... I know sometimes we pay our kids to do the chores and we, we have participation awards in schools. I don't want to get into any of that. Um, but I, I do think that it says something uh, about us that, um, that, you know, I come to understand, it really is for me, that, that that's the role we all play. There's an expectation that we all chip in. You know, um, and that we don't, you know, expect everyone to say, oh, well done, well done, good job, well done. Like, and I know that sounds right, but like when it comes to liturgy, it comes, like I have an expectation that we all chip in and do stuff. And so, you know, some do this and some do that. And some do like, and, and, and I sometimes get hit for saying, you don't say thank you very much. I go like, you're just doing your job. Like, I mean, come on, this is all of, this is our job together. Um, and there is something to saying thank you. I don't want to. Not that, I think that's important. But I, I do think that we have to have this sense of common work because uh, we don't live alone in this world. We, 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 we live in community, whether it be a smaller community, at home, and then a larger community. We all have a role to play, and we all have um, to step up into that. In today's reading, it's an odd set of readings from this scripture. The, the disciples say you know, increase our faith. And he goes on about bushes and seeds and then tells them they're unprofitable servants. And they don't seem to, they seem to like have two 
passing answers until we break it open a little bit, until we see what... Because Jesus, on one hand, is saying, look, just do what you're called to do. Don't be worrying about other stuff. Like, like that's what you're called to do. It is to, and, of course, we know that the singular command that Jesus was saying over and over again, and this is, you know, uh, Luke's gospel, and he's now on his way to Jerusalem. Right? He's, you know, we're here now. We can understand this. He's been here for a long time. He's now, after being three years here, he's on his way. And he's getting them ready. And he says, keeps on telling them, look, love your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Every part of who you are. Just do that. And then everything else will work out. But, but it's worth breaking open this passage just a little bit. Because I, I think it, it tells us something into the inside of who Jesus was. And especially because now we're here in this very place where Jesus was. Um, I, first of all, to understand, like, we, I think we all know that the, the mustard seed is tiny, right? So the idea here is, is, it, is that the size doesn't matter. Is that, it, it, that that plant grows from that seed. So it's the potentiality that everything is enough. There's nothing needed outside of the mustard seed for it. It is enough. So the first thing that Jesus is saying is that we have enough already. Whatever you have is enough. No matter how small it is, it's enough. And then the second part is the mulberry tree. So most of us wouldn't notice, but mulberry trees are, are an interesting sort of like a, uh, a tree that um, its root system goes down and mingles with the other ones and locks in with other, uh, other trees. So underground, while it looks the same as other trees, underground it's knotted below two other trees. So to pull out a mulberry tree would well have been known to be next to be impossible. You don't pull out a mulberry tree because they're, 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 they're complicated. They, you can't pull it out. That's, so it's sort of impossible. So the Lord is reminding us that if you've got, you know, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you'll tell a mulberry, you'll do the impossible. Whatever you've got is enough to do all that is necessary. That's what the Lord is saying. Now, I, I think it's important for us um, to understand that uh, when we come to the table, the Lord is reminding us that to increase our faith is to use our faith. Like, so faith is like a muscle, right? That when you use it, it grows. When you don't use it, it doesn't grow. Right? So, so to that extent, we have to use our faith. But let, let, let's just take this moment for a second, just break open the faith. So what is the, like, to understand, to increase our faith, what is faith in biblical terms in, in the time where, where Jesus was here? So we often think, let's talk about it in the negative. Oftentimes we think of, um, what's the opposite of faith to most people? Fear. Doubt. Doubt. Fear, sometimes. Fear is a good answer. But in biblical, so, so oftentimes, so therefore to increase our faith was to remove all doubt, right? That's the way we think, you know, to make it solid that we don't have any doubting. That's what we can do. Well, that's actually not the understanding of biblical time, Jesus' time. Faith was, um, what was more to do with, um, the opposite of faith was, um, is, was to worry. So if you didn't have faith, you worried a lot. And then particularly what you worried if you had faith in God, you worried if God, God knew you. If God remembered you. And what Jesus constantly was saying is God always will remember you. God will never break his covenant. Has never broken his covenant. Not only does God remember us, but God remembers us by name. 
Now, now that may not seem like that big of a deal, but if we're people uh, that tend to worry, and, and look, we all have little things to worry about, right? Yeah, and and we, we get caught up in pettiness, right? You know, are, are, do I look right? Do I have the right shoes? Do I have the right garments on? Do I say the right things? Am I, did, I, did I impress somebody today? Or, do I, or, or am, I, am I good looking enough? Or, or do I have this? And all those little things that consume a lot of our times, like they're all worries, but they take us away from the true one, which is, does God, knowing the answer to that question every single time is, God knows us and loves us and will never forget us. And there's nothing that will ever take away that. Nothing. No matter what we say or do, will ever take away that God still will know us. So now going back to this, is to increase your faith. Increase that confidence in us. That I know that I am known and I'm loved. And that will make you. Now you see, out of that, now he goes on and says, look, what are you meant to do? Then just go about doing what your job. Do what you're called to do. If you're a mother or a father, then be a mother and a father and love your children. If you're a school teacher, then be a school teacher. If you're a CEO, be a CEO. But be it mindful of that God is here. And that God loves us by name. And that is powerful. And therefore, that's the muscle we're trying to exercise on this trip. Is to allow that message in. Because if we're honest, there are times that we do find that hard to believe. That, that, that little old me, like, God couldn't know me. I mean, come on. Like, you know, you might know the bishop. You might know somebody else. But he's not going to know me. Right? Like, you know, we sort of think it's implausible. But that's Jesus' ultimate message to us. And when he walked here, that's what he said. So he said it to Mary Magda, who was a sinner. And who, who believed that she was worthless. And Jesus said to her, no. God loves you just where you are. Uh, yesterday we celebrated the, the feast day of... Um, in the Universal Church, we celebrated the feast day of St. Therese Zoo, who, who was a, 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 a little nun... Uh, in, in, in northern France uh, and, and suffered from terrible neurological problems. She, was, she had neurosis about one thing. Or, but the one thing that she came up with, she knew God loved her. And God knew her true and true. She, she didn't believe she was a lily. She believed that she was just a little daisy, a little flower. That's why we call her the little flower. And that she didn't need to be any more than that daisy. And what she was going to be is she was going to be the best daisy in the world. That's all she was doing. She wasn't trying to be a lily. She was just the best daisy. And she shone and she shined and she shined and she shined. And here, 150 years later, we are still using her text to learn how the simple way of the little flower. You see, we make discipleship so complicated. And, and it doesn't need to be. It's doing the simple little things well. As Mother Teresa would have said is, you know, God doesn't ex- expect extraordinary things of us. What he wants and expects of us is to do the ordinary things. And he is the one who will make them extraordinary. So, so as we, we ponder what we do here today and on this trip, let's not overcomplicate it in our own lives. Let's not go back here and set up a long list of things that we're going to do. 
Just be who you are. But be it to the best of what you can do. Allow God's grace to flow through you in the little things. In the way you treat your children. The way you love your spouse. The way you treat your friends. The way you treat the stranger. And this is where Jesus hammers away at. And we will finish it. Is that he keeps on saying, look, the best way to find out, to increase your faith, is to, to do those ordinary things and to help those who worry a lot. The broken, the wounded, the, the disenfranchised, the, the, the houseless or the homeless, those who experience homelessness. What happens to them? They don't believe that God could know them. They don't, they can't fathom the idea that a God would know them by name. So what's our role? It's to play that role. We call them by name. And we love them where they're at. And then eventually if they get that enough from enough of us Christians, then they'll start to believe in a God. And their faith will increase. The only way our faith can increase is if we do what we're called to do. The ordinary things and the Lord is what makes them extraordinary. So increase our faith. Don't worry. Do what we're called to do. And let the Lord do the rest.